Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you. I will fight for you. And I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Love it. Love it. Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Rory Sodder Show. I'm Rory Sodder, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since Tuesday. We had fantastic shows on Monday and Tuesday. Everything you could want in the show. Perfect dialogue. Great guests. Unbelievable rhythm and flow. Just keeps getting better and better, ladies and gentlemen. Like always, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my audience and sponsors. You are all amazing and incredible. It is Thursday, which means the weekend is approaching. Always a big relief. Uh, always a uh, just a huge, huge uh, sign of um, relaxation. You know, it's been a long week for me. I, as always, excited for the weekend. Excited for the holidays, man. I love this time of year. Um, it's uh, it's always my favorite. Uh, such a such a special month. I I just love Christmas. I, I love these traditions. I love I love it all. I love it. The holiday. I'm in the holiday spirit always, man. I tell you, it's beautiful. Um, a lot to talk about tonight. A lot to get to. A lot of big people on the show. Uh, these last couple days since we've been off the air, it's it's been a roller coaster ride with these stories and what's been going on with the impeachment circus. I mean, these people are animals. These people. It, it's a, it's nothing but a show. It's like a Hollywood film set in these in these court in these court hearings. It's ridiculous. I've never seen idiocy and delusions so so bad. I mean, it's a whole nether universe. It's like the freaking Twilight Zone. Um, but yeah, uh, everybody, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into so many things. Um, and I, I got announcements, and I'll probably make some announcements tonight. A lot of plans for the future of the Rory Sodder show. Um, big, big stuff, though, going on and uh, in the works. So, uh, I do want to welcome to the show, by the way, everybody, um, I just, I want to say once again, as I, as I always do, you know, thank you, you know, for allowing me to utilize this platform, shine my light, um, and, 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 and it, you know, advance, you know, advance this voice. I mean, we are, um, you know, this, it's an amazing journey. It's been unbelievable for the last two years how I've had this opportunity, and I, I, don't, I don't take it for granted. It's truly something that I love doing and I admire. I just have this passion and enthusiasm for radio. And don't forget, this time in our, in our society, it's very important that everyone utilizes and uses their voice. You have to express, uh, you know, what, because it's valuable. It is. Everybody's word is valuable, especially with what we're going through right now, like I said. Uh, let's welcome to the show, though. I believe he's with us. We have U.S. congressional candidate from Tennessee. He's 99% sure he's running. Very talented guy, Todd McKinley. How are you, my friend? Rory, very good to be back on the show. Just got back from PA yesterday. I was up there for a week supporting yeah. uh, the, the vice president's bus tour across PA and, of course, the presidential rally on earlier on Tuesday. Uh, you know, great, great attendance. And I've got to tell you, you know, it was nearly 90% of the people who attended were actually from PA. Uh, and some of them yeah. were actual first-time voters or, or you know, uh, or, or supported Donald Trump last time go, go around. A lot of them were Democrats and independents yeah. that were in attendance there. So I've got to tell you, 
you know, PA looks like it's one of those states that's going to go for Donald Trump once again, and that's probably the most the most key state. Uh, you know, that that was on the bubble last time that he needs to win this go around. And, and if PA goes for him, you know, I think Ohio's going to go for him, as as is I think Michigan. Uh, you know, and of course I think Florida is with with all the Latino votes that's coming over. I think he's going to go ahead and take that state again. And we'll sell up the election regardless of who his opponent's going to be. And I think, you know, I, I think he's going to probably win the uh, popular vote this go around as well. And if, if not, it's going to be close. But, you know, of course, elections aren't necessarily win with who gets the most votes. It's who gets the most electors. And, of course, Donald Trump is poised to go ahead and grab that once again. And, uh, you know, I'm very heartened with the reception that we got across the whole state. And I think, uh, you know, the, the president, vice president are, are in the catbird seat right now with the Democrats and the, the way that they're uh, – playing the game in the house of representatives and of course you know basically shooting their candidate in the foot you know whichever way they go with this at this point yeah no you're you're absolutely right and, and i'll tell you this it's um it's a, it's i've never seen anything like it and you know um i want i want to ask you how was the rally um in terms of uh, i saw it on tv i mean it was a massive massive crowd but i'm sure there was a bunch of people outside too that didn't get in right Oh, oh, yeah, massive. I mean, there was probably – and it was cold, and, and it was drizzling rain. And, of course, at the time, you know, they, they departed that evening. Uh, you know, it had been a, essentially a freezing rain to to some degree, and it was cold as all heck whenever, you know, Air Force Two took off and Air Force One. But I, I'll tell you, uh, you know, there were probably thousands of people that stood outside and, and, and watched it, you know, even with the weather as it was. And, of course, the turnout with the weather it was just unbelievable. I've got to tell you, thousands of people packed this arena – uh, you know, just just unbelievable, you know, and, and I, I kind of walked around for a little bit while I was there, you know, seeing seeing all the different folks that were there from, you know, different uh, ethnicities. You know, you had African-American were there. You had Latin, Latin Americans were there, uh, uh, Hispanic Americans, rather. You, you had, you know, a lot of first time voters. You had people that holding up signs that were saying, you know, lifelong Democrat, you know, uh, now now Republican Trump supporter. You know, it's just crazy the, the amount of support he had. Uh, from folks who, you know, would 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 in the past never think to vote Republican, that here here they are, uh, you know, supporting this guy, you know, hands down. You know, you, I talked to a couple people there just in passing. You know, these are people who are, were union members who were trying to get strong armed by their by their union at the national level, and you know, even at the state level, trying to get them to vote for the Democrat candidate. And they're like, you know what? We're not voting for for your your candidate. You know, that's your candidate. You know, our, our candidate is Donald J. Trump because we have jobs, we have good paying jobs, the economy's doing well. And he's taking care of American uh, workers, you know, like he's promised, and, and he's putting America first. And these people that are, you know, had never thought to vote Republican in their life, and now all of a sudden, you know, are, are hardened Republican or, or at least Trump supporters. Yeah, no, it, it really is a beautiful thing to watch. And, and Todd, thank you for being with us tonight. Very excited to have you here. Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. Absolutely. Uh, let's also welcome to the show. I believe he's with us. We have U.S. congressional candidate from Arizona. Chris Taylor. Chris, how are you? I'm doing great. Great to be back with you. Absolutely, my friend. Glad you could join us. Got a big show tonight. Definitely a lot to discuss. Um, I also want to introduce, I believe he's with us. We have yep. activist uh, Joe B. What's up, buddy? How are you? How's it going, man? How's it going? Long time no talk. Yeah, man. I'm uh, doing very well. Glad you could join us and I understand you just started your new show, and it's going well. I've seen it. I'm liking it. And, uh, dude, I'm happy for you. Yeah, man, thanks. I just, just got off my show. Thought I'd go ahead and uh, hop on your show. It's been a while, so I thought, why not? 
you know, give it a try. I noticed that we have a guy that was over in my home state of Pennsylvania for the rally. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear the rally went very well. I'm very happy with the big numbers that Trump is producing right now with uh, breaking records every single day with uh, the economy, uh, breaking uh, records that Republicans have never, I mean, in many decades, haven't broken when it comes to polling. Uh, Trump is polling big in PA, big in uh, Wisconsin, and big in Michigan. He's polling great with African-American community, with the Latino community, and we are seeing that minority groups are waking up, waking up to see that the Democrats, all they want is slavery of the mind, slavery of the thought. They don't believe in free thought. They don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in freedom of the individual. They're seeing that the conservative movement does believe in this, and I'm really happy to see that. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%, man. It, it's definitely an amazing time to be alive. I'll say that for sure. Um, but amazing, Joe, thank yeah. you for being with us, man. Definitely a lot to get into. Uh, I'm excited to have oh, yeah. you here. Thanks, man. Yep. Um, I also believe we have with us right now, let me make sure, uh, we have political strategist Timothy Howe. Timothy, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Excited to be here. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. Great to have you here. Um, a lot to get into tonight. Uh, definitely glad you could join us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All righty, everybody. Um, like I do every episode, I'm just going to kind of talk about, you know, various uh, small headlines that have happened the last couple days since we've been off air, and then I'll get into the big stuff, and then uh, when I get to everybody on the panel, please Give me your thoughts on on anything that you have that, that I, I discuss. Um, there's definitely a lot, a lot. So, um, and uh, yeah, I, I love everyone, everybody's opinion. Uh, I love everyone's voice. So, definitely, when I get to you, uh, feel free. Um, all right. Uh, so, I want I want to start with this, and this is absolutely amazing. And I don't think enough people are talking about this. I mean, it's reported, sure, but if you understand the severity. How, how, how big this is and how legitimate this is, it, it's, it's remarkable. It really is. We now have, and this, think about what the labor union has represented for a while. I mean, the labor union has been so involved with the Democrats for as long as I can remember. Um, and, you know, they've always gone um, with the left. Uh, but as of lately, recently, with the US, USMCA deal, they're backing it. And they're backing Trump on this big trade agreement, and that's, that's huge. I mean, this is pivotal uh, for, for 2020 in a lot of ways. I mean, he's getting more and more union members jumping, jumping on his train and uh, realizing and seeing that the Democrats, I mean, there's no, there's no room. Uh, the Democrats don't care about these people anymore. It's not, the Democrats used to be so big on the union, they used to be so pro-union, and now they've pretty much left them in the dust. They have. It's it's in the it's in the headlines all the time. And, you know, I'm sure people on the panel know the history of unions. I'm sure you probably had family members in unions. It's it, it's a big thing. It really is. It's it's a big part of uh, the middle class and um, the Midwest. Uh, a lot of these East Coast places too. I mean, you know, this is it's a it's a big 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 uh, industry. It is. And uh, I just think this. This kind of um, power uh, that, that Trump's getting in support is 
it's 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 something that um, I've never seen. I've never seen a candidate ever get the kind of support that Trump is getting from like these these groups. I mean, you're talking about skyrocketing with my. I'm talking about a Republican never getting this kind of support with minorities with these kind of groups. Um, I mean, Trump is beating all the records. I mean, what does he have now with African Americans? Like 35% of black supporters now support Trump. Black voters now support Trump. I mean, that's that's remarkable. I don't want to get too off topic, but we're just I'm just giving you various examples. You got the unions now supporting Trump. You have uh, other religious leaders, other um, coal miners. I could go on and on. People that were so Democrat back in the day. It's because the Democrats have lost. Uh, trapped and, and lost. Uh, they don't care about the working class anymore. They don't. The working class is gone with the left. It's pure communism now. It really is. It's ALC plus three, like Trump would say. Um, here's something really disturbing, and everybody talks about this. I talk about it on my show all the time. They're not, they don't talk about this exact story, but we talk about the corruption on college campuses, the censoring of free speech, the enabling of Sharia law, the LGBT tranny chicks with dicks story hour. I mean, this stuff doesn't end. You get all this madness, illegal, everything that is third world and bad for America, you get on these college campuses. And guess what? Surprise, surprise. Guess what was unreported? It came out today, and this was, the university never apparently reported this, and the news organizations weren't reporting this exact story, uh, $1.3 billion, with a B, $1.3 billion of foreign donations from these radical countries. I knew it. I just never saw – I mean, I've seen – I've heard stories. I've seen things. But there's actual facts now backing up what I've been believing for a long time. Because all of these crazy, delusional, third-world, insane ideologies – it's not normal, and you have now. You now I know. Now we know influencing from these radical places. And it's not the only thing that's influencing these colleges, but it's a strong, strong uh, problem. It's a strong, you know, they're one of the main main people. Uh, can you imagine getting money from Saudi Arabia, getting money from some of these Middle East, uh, Dubai, or wherever they're getting money? Think about that, and you have them. You have foreign countries influencing American education, American culture, trying to cancel Western civilization as we know it, trying to get rid of all our values and our, and our signature um, things that our country was founded upon. They want to burn the Constitution. They want to let chicks with dicks go in bathrooms. With, 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 uh, it's just ridiculous. And the same, I can't even, you know, drag queen story hour, you have the, uh, the Chick-fil-A going on college campuses and it's them trying to protest. I mean, it doesn't have any sort of Christianity, you know, it, it, any sort of, uh, you know, and the, the Jews are hated on, on college campuses. They start attacking Jews. They start attacking all these religions, but they enable Muslims. They enable it. And they enable the gays. I'm not hating on gay people, by the way. By the way, I'm not hating. I'm just saying. They push that down your throat. I mean, I'm okay with people having their own views and their own ideas, but don't shove it down people's throats. You guys want to say we're the fascists, but you're the people that attack us if we don't agree with you. We're not allowed to be free thinkers. We have to be in your circle or you come for our freaking throats. That's what it is. 
slavery reparations. Think about all that craziness. I mean, it's all influenced by other high, dark-powered money. It really is. It's, it's terrible. Um, I, wanna, I, I hate talking about this girl, but I'll talk about her, unfortunately. The little, the, the spastic, the, the angry little girl, uh, Greta Thunberg. She's so nuts. And you know what? I don't blame, I don't, I don't really blame her. I blame her parents. I blame the adults. They're trying to use her as a political pawn. They are torturing this little girl. She's not even 18. She's a teenager. She, she, and she, they're trying to get her on the news every second. They get her at the United Nations. They try to put her in, in front of these, all these high-profile areas. And I, I think there's something wrong with her. I don't know. I, I don't really know what her diagnosis are. And it, but it's like, why are you putting somebody that already has enough problems on the spot? Why are you trying to get them to, you know, I mean, think about it. I mean, she's getting all these personal attacks. She's, she's getting, you know, and that's her own fault. I mean, you shouldn't put a child out there for, I mean, at least what the parents do. You know what the parents do, right? They're acting coaches. So this all makes sense now. A crack. This is a crisis actor. I mean, I know it's, I know she, you know, she's been going everywhere. She's in all these different countries. You know, they, they, they make her, and people are calling her Jesus 2.0. They're saying all this crazy shit about this little, this, this little, this little munchkin. It's ridiculous. I don't get it. How do you get Time Magazine? Well, I know how you get Time Magazine of the year because it's full of leftists who read that magazine and who get put on there. Go look who got put on Time Magazine of the Year back in the day. And I even checked this source, but apparently it's true. You had Hitler, who was on Time Magazine. You had Putin, who's on Time Magazine. You had, um, oh, God, who's some other freaking, oh, don't forget you had Colin Capper Dick on there. You had that, think about it. Everybody that hates our country and doesn't want anything good for us is on that magazine. So uh, you know what I don't I, I don't I don't like how this little girl is getting the I mean I, I the spotlight I mean they're they're giving her all this attention and it's it's sick it really is sick she doesn't offer anything there's no value there she's known for saying how dare you how dare you I should be at school I should be with my friends across the ocean Jesus I mean it's like I don't think and I I think that she's very misinformed and that's sad because I don't like a little child thinking they know everything and thinking they're so spot on and smart uh, getting set up for, I mean, it's failure. Because think about it. Eventually we won't even hear about her. She'll go away just like everybody does in the headlines. You know, there'll be more and more stories about other things. And she's got her 15 minutes, you know, and this is what the left does. Though. They, they um, put people that have no value or no merit or no legitimate cause on a pedestal. They put them up there and give them awards and say how amazing they are. And you know what? You know what I've noticed? The left loves to honor people that disrupt things. Anyone who comes in there and disrupts and try and takes us backwards, the left starts cheering. Hollywood, all these bullshit activists, these social justice warrior fools. It gets old. It really does. Um, here we go. Here's something interesting. And this is how ignorant our, our society is. A new poll came out are saying most Democrats think Obama, white mama, Obama, Barack Hussein Osama, they think he's a better president than George Washington. Really? Yeah. You know, 
this is what's wrong with our internet. This is wrong, what's wrong with our media outlets. This is what's wrong with culture. You're trying to give an analysis and get opinions from people that weren't alive when George Washington was alive. You know, and these Democrats in today's society don't even know what legitimate, proper American policy is. Everything they're enabling and vouching for is communism. So how are you going to, you know, seriously with a straight face say that white mama Obama is a better president than the founding father, the guy that put this country together? You're going to call a guy that's the biggest phony on earth, Barack Hussein, white mama Obama, the great, better president than George Washington when Obama was I mean, if you look at facts, if these people just stop putting their feelings first and actually go read legitimate sources, not CNN, and see what Obama put this country through, then they would understand. But they don't because they're jaded. They're stuck in their own ways. They're one-dimensional, and they are about as stubborn as hell, as stubborn, stubborn as you can get. It's ridiculous. It is. I mean, th- think about that. I mean, do I even need to continue on on this subject? How the headline enough should be ludicrous enough? Think about it. Obama, Democrats think Obama is a better president than George Washington. Jesus Christ! What are we? What are we? What is society coming to? You know? And wow, it's it's ridiculous. Um, London, London uh, keeps the keeps it. Uh, you know, big win for London tonight. Um, Conservatives have woken up over there. They won big over there. Um, the Labor Party really got screwed tonight. Uh, they, they, they failed badly. I mean, pe- people don't want the Labor Party. It's communism. And they're seeing what's going on in the streets of London, the voters. They're seeing what's going on in all the suburbs over there. They're seeing how crime has skyrocketed, and they know conservative policies can bring it back to a sane existence and not craziness. I mean, the, yeah, the left has gotten so extreme. It really has. Uh, massive media fail. Uh, CNN, their numbers have dropped double uh, this week in the impeachment hearings. Uh, they've dropped double. People don't want to see the fabricated televised newscasts of CNN. They don't want to see the programs on that. People, are t- people have woken up. People are seeing the light. People are, you know, and, and you see people like CNN, MSNBC, like loving this impeachment and, and, and pushing it and, and cheering for it. And shouldn't, I mean, shouldn't anyone in our country be thinking this is the worst thing on earth and how divisive it is? But no, you have all these people trying to say it's the best day of their life on the left that Donald Trump is going away. But he's not going away. Nothing, nothing's going to come of it. They just like the thought. They like that feeling. It's like, it's like, hor- it's like being horny for them. It's like, it's like being wet for them. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, Donald Trump. Donald Trump, we're going to get him. Gonna... But they know he's not going anywhere. Anybody with a brain, anybody that thinks clearly knows he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. This is ridiculous. But I see all these leftist lunatics, social justice warriors on Twitter and social media. He's going down. He's going down. Well, you know what? Whatever happened to it's Mueller time, baby. It's Mueller time. Remember those slogans? Remember those ridiculous headlines? It's Mueller time. They even make shirts about it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Two, two and a half years later, Mueller comes out with a report. 
crickets, nothing, nothing there. And it's, Jesus Christ, the left is so unhinged. It's ridiculous. Um, here, here's, here's something really, really disturbing and just proves everything I say about how we can't trust our media. CNN skipped live coverage on the FBI misconduct. So when they were talking about the FBI misconduct and everything that was wrong, CNN skipped the coverage because they didn't want their viewers to see the truth. This is what I'm talking about with the fabrications and the lies and the misleading uh, events that they're, they're televising. They're not giving everybody what they should be getting. Like if you turn on Fox News and you turn on CNN, you're going to see two different things. Serious. How is there no legislation? How is there no restriction on these people writing fictional stories and editing all their broadcasts uh, to make it look like Trump's a terrible person? How can they get away with it? They're messing with people's lives. I mean, it's like there's, there's ne- they never quit. There's never, uh, you know, it's never, it's never enough. There's never like a, a line. They just keep crossing every single boundary you can think of. It's sick. It's sick, sick stuff. It really is. Um, I, um, I want to I wanna also mention this, and, and this, this is really important um, and disgusting where our taxpayer dollars are going. Judge, a judge now in uh, Wisconsin is now ruling uh, for saying that taxpayers need to cover transgender surgery. They need to cover chicks with dicks. This needs to be covered. The judge says taxpayers under Medicaid, somebody on Medicaid wants to get a reassignment surgery. Yep, coming out of your hard-working pocket. Yep, that's right. That money you go to work for, that money you, 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 put, you put food on the table with, that money you want to buy all that nice stuff with, it's going to somebody that's, you know, this whole tranny thing. I mean, it's, it, it, can you even fathom that? Can you, I mean, is, it, is that not ridiculous or what? It's the most disgusting thing and the most immoral, unethical, un, I mean, I, I don't know how many words I can get. I can go on and on. Think about that. Hardworking tax dollars. This is what it's getting wasted on. And all these left-wing radical judges, they keep these kind of policies going because they want to divide the country as much as possible, and they're on that new world order agenda. It's all part of the plan. Zelensky's playbook, rules for radicals. Um, okay, uh, here, here's something really disturbing, and this goes into what I talk about on my show all the time. Uh, de Blasio, city, mayor of New York, uh, very liberal city, it, and it's a big, bad homeless problem, along with everywhere else run by liberals, Chicago, Detroit, my home city of Seattle, um, L.A., San Fran, you name it. If there's a liberal in charge of a big city right now, I'll show you a big homeless population. And it's some of the worst numbers I've ever seen. But anyway, Bill de Blasio is now deporting homeless people into other states. They're trying to spread it around. They're trying to make the epidemic and cesspool worse. He's putting it in other places. Don't tell me that this was not all orchestrated. This is not all part of the radical playbook. They want to put this third world problem all over the place. It's how it starts with them, because then they can say on their campaign, I've got a solution for this, and they have this talking point. But in reality, their solution is throwing more money at it, which only enables the problem and makes it worse. 
and oh my god, I am so sick of walking in downtown, you know, all these places, San Francisco, Seattle, LA, Chicago, New York, and seeing shit on the sidewalk, and tents, and needles, and everything you can name that is, oh my god, it looks like freaking, uh, it's terrible. Looks like the dirty streets in some of these shithole countries. You wouldn't even believe some of these streets are part of America. That's how bad it is. And it's not ending. And think about the misery that taxpayers have to go through when they keep throwing more money at it. Fuck, man. Um, here's something really disturbing. And this, this all goes into rhino governors, and it keeps happening. And no wonder why the illegal immigration crisis keeps overflowing and keeps growing and keeps getting worse. But anyway, George Soros-linked organization is now giving GOP governors, well, they've been doing this for a while, but people that are linked to him are giving all these governors money for illegals to come into the state. This was reported on Breitbart today. It's happening in Arizona where I am. It's getting, in certain ways, it's getting worse. I mean, I know the border is under control in a lot of ways, but illegals coming here, I mean, I, I'm still seeing it. I don't, Arizona's bad. Let's just say that. Arizona is bad. And the fact that these rhino governors are influenced uh, by this dark money should scare anybody. This is not what our country was founded upon. This is not part of our Constitution. This is taking us back, back, and back. It's, it's you know, these loopholes and these legislations for these special interests, it has to stop. It's ruining the economy. It's ruining taxpayers. Enough already. Um, here's something crazy. Harvey Weinstein. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being a, being a, a female and him, you know, drugging you and then taking his towel off and saying, come here, baby. I mean, can you imagine? I heard some stories, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. It's terrible what happened to these women. But can you? I mean, some of the stories I heard where he's taking his robe off and he's he's got his big, big, huge belly and his hairy body and oh my god. But anyway, that's God. I don't want to get too graphic and off topic. But the casting couch. We know all about it. We know how it was orchestrated. We know Hollywood. And I'm not saying these women are. All of them are innocent because they're not. Um, some are innocent, but some are hoarse. Some spread their legs, get on their fucking knees, excuse me, to get parts, to grow, to grow, to get ahead. We've seen it many times. And then when they're not wanted anymore or, or something backfires, they come and cl- cry right. That's what happens to a lot of these guys. I mean, I know Harvey Weinstein is a, is a pig, a pervert. He, he's guilty with, with a lot of the evidence I've seen. Um, but I don't Let's, let's stay on track, but in terms of this Harvey Weinstein thing, um, yeah, I mean, you had, what, hundreds and hundreds of women, and now he's not doing jail time as usual. I mean, I didn't think he would, although he should, but since he owns Hollywood and he's powerful, it's just not going to happen. And uh, he settled in court a $25 million lawsuit with various accusers, and it's being paid by insurance companies. I mean, God, this guy got let off easily, in my opinion. He pays a certain amount to the insurance, and insurance deals with it. Wow. Harvey Weinstein, 
more will come, though. Don't think this is the last day in court. It'll, they'll keep fighting. It'll keep going. It'll keep prolonging. It'll keep dragging on. We'll hear probably more accusers. I mean, I know it's been a couple of years, but, you know, these, these are – when these court things come out and there's all this money involved, whew, people start talking. People start, you know. Uh, but, no, it, 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 think about this, and I talk about this on my show all the time. If Trump would have never got elected, this Harvey Weinstein stuff would have never got exposed. Would have never. The Me Too movement would have never been a thing. All these people would have still been voting, donating to Hillary and giving money to Hillary, and Hillary would have protected them. All these rapists, all these high-profile people. So, you know, these smelly feminists, they should thank Donald Trump for what he's done, the, light, the door he's opened and the light he shined on this issue and really exposing these predators. Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose, Harvey Weinstein. Think about all the names that of people that are no longer in work because you know they were victim. They were, you know, taken taken down by the Me Too. It's crazy. It is crazy. Mind blown. All right. Um, main stuff now. I'm going to get to the panel. Uh, but this whole impeachment thing, it's ridiculous. Uh, there's nothing there. It's hurt feelings. There's no bribery, there's no quid pro quo, no legitimate evidence, no sufficient cause, no merit. There's, not, there's absolutely all hearsay. It's all opinion. It's all partisan. It's a waste of time. It sends the wrong message to America. It's the most divisive subject known to mankind. There's nothing more divisive than trying to remove a president because you simply disagree with them. Um, this is the biggest abuse of power ever. I've never seen uh, obstruction to this level from the left. I mean, it's, they hate this man more than I mean, I've never seen hostility and anything to this extreme. It's insane. It's crazy. And think about this. Democrats are trying to accuse Trump of bribery after dropping it from the articles of impeachment. So they're trying to accuse him in court of bribery, even though it's not in the impeachment. It is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, you know, think about what uh, Trump has, you know, done. I mean, he's taken down all these assholes, exposed them, their special interests, draining the swamp, and that drives them crazy. They can't stand that he's giving power back to we the people. He's giving it back. He's, he's restoring our, our constitution or constitutional values, our American, you know, everything. These people are so evil. They are. And I don't know how much more, tra- you know, transparent the Trump administration can get. Like I said, it's never going to be enough for them. They want to take Trump down with whatever narrative they can spin and whatever thing they can convince their sheep is believable. We've seen it time and time again. It's ridiculous. Um, I do want to. I do want to go. Let's let's go to Todd. Todd, go ahead. Todd McKinnon, start with you. Hey, Rory, man, you unpacked a lot of stuff there, my friend. And uh, I've got. Oh, say, and by the know, way, Todd, to... Todd, don't forget, Pelosi admitted today that they've been trying to impeach Trump for three years. She admitted it. I mean, what we all knew, she said it to the entire world just to just to reiterate things, just to convince, confirm it. You know what I mean? 
Right, exactly. And it's funny as how, you know, she was, she was like trying to bring up, you know, uh, the Clinton era, you know, how this was a few few months ago, I guess, probably, or maybe last year or so. She's saying, oh, it's maybe not a good idea. Let's just see where it goes. Let's play, let's see where the investigations go. Like the whole Mueller time nonsense that you mentioned, you know, she was like, let's wait and see. And now all of a sudden, you know, she's like, well, you know, I've been praying for the president. I'm all, I'm very prayerful. You know, how she's just the good Catholic, you know, just uh, all of a sudden, you know, how, how she's now a patriot, patriotic, you know. Yeah. And, and it's funny is all these guys on the Judiciary Committee and all the Democrats as of late and, if, and CNN and all the these folks. But for, they want to talk uh, about right. the Constitution once, but for the longest time, they've been shitting on it. Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that, that's absolutely what I was going to say. You know, uh, you know how, how they how they're all about the Constitution now. How they're all they're all patriotic, defend the, the Constitution. They de- they're defending our country, uh, but the, the narrative has shifted so many times. You know, from Russia collusion to Ukrainian to Chinese to whatever whatever it is. To now it's to the point where well we well we just want to protect you know the the country from any future crimes that the president may commit. To uh, I'm hearing now and if you, if you watch the judiciary hearings today how they're saying well we want to protect from uh, President Trump for potentially becoming a future dictator. You know we're not sure he's going to leave office at the end of his next term, so we need to make sure that we get him out of office now. It's like your narrative has shifted so many times. It's like why are you really impeaching him? You know, and I, I'm thinking maybe tonight we'll find out what what the Judiciary Committee decides to vote on. Uh, I'm not sure if they voted yet or not. Who who knows? Uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it, it, whatever started as you know something that the Democrats made up, something that the Hillary Clinton campaign, w- along with uh you know her her little insiders at the J- uh, Justice Department and the FBI, uh, you know this has all been cooked up and and just just to get an investigation started, the insurance policy. So it, it's really a, a bunch of made-up nonsense, and then the, the people that are behind this uh, are never going to come out and tell you the truth. You know, CNN is never going to tell you the truth. The mainstream liberal media is never going to tell you the truth. Uh, so we're never going to get a true, real answer out, out of these folks. It's just a bunch of BS. It's made up, and we're supposed to be outraged about it. And, and, and if we talk about the, the facts behind it, oh wow, you're you're, you're anti-American. You know, you're just defending Trump because you know you're supposed to defend Trump. No, we're not defending Trump because we're supposed to defend Trump. We're defending Trump because it's nonsense. It's made up. Uh, so that's that's really what we're all about here on the right, and re- as Republicans or Trump supporters, it's about the truth. And I know you touched on unions and, and how they supported Democrats for far too long. You know, and, and if you look at how the unions in, in the years past, especially at the national level, they've been essentially a political action committee for Democrats. Uh, you know, they've endorsed Democrats. They've donated a lot of money to Democrats over the years, and they really tried to force a lot of their members to to vote uh, vote for Democrats. Uh, you know, even if it, even if what they're going to do is contrary to the interests of the workers that they're supposed to support. You know, think about you know all, all the uh, you know anti coal mines, anti uh, uh, you know natural gas, or or whether it's oil oil workers or what have you. So so you're you're doing this this in contrary to you know the the people you're supposed to actually represent you know the uh you know the auto workers unions for example you know they've kind of sold them down the river uh you know that's why their membership has dropped precipitously over the past decades uh you know because you're trying to push this uh these these people to vote democrat but these people vote in in, in congress and the, the house the senate what have you and and they they've signed into legislation whenever they have a presidential administration like like obama 
that runs contrary to their interest. Uh, you know, so I, I couldn't see ever supporting a Democrat if I was a union member. Uh, you know, that, and, and like we talked about the House Judiciary hearings, uh, if you look at what the Intel Committee came up with and, and what the Judiciary Committee is going to come up with, uh, you know, it's going to be completely different, uh, you know, w- with regards to the report that Schiff came out with and whatever NAVDA is going to come up with. Uh, you know, so so you know, let's let's compare and contrast those two two things that come out and, and figure out, uh, you know, where are the facts at? And they're not going to present any facts whenever you whenever you read those two uh, reports. Uh, as far as this kid that's, that's the time person of the year and, and her parents pushing all this nonsense, uh, you know, the reality is that if somebody on the right, such as the president, uh, kind of makes mention of it or, or attacks them. Uh, you know, time shouldn't have put a little kid on on the uh, as their person of the year if they didn't want her to stand up to any sort of scrutiny. You know, you, you throw this person out there and say, well, you can't scrutinize her because she's 16 or 17. It's absolute nonsense. She's pushing a flawed narrative, and it's absolutely BS, and she's being told what to say. Uh, this isn't something she came up with on her own. I mean, I know a lot of 16 and 17 year olds that are out there that are way, way smarter than this kid. Uh, but you don't see that see them being thrown out there as time person of the year because their parents aren't behind them telling them to say a bunch of nonsense that the left wants them to say. Uh, you know, as far as you know, Prime Minister Johnson winning and the conservatives winning in the UK. You know, this is happening across Europe. Uh, I think people are waking up to uh, their socialist governments and their their leftist uh, ideology that's been kind of running their country into the ground for many decades, and they're saying, "Hey, enough's enough." You know, Trump's talking about America first. And it's not about racism. It's not about one race. It's about a, a particular country, the people that are citizens of these countries putting their people first. And that's what Trump's doing here in America. And that's what he's saying that, that they should do in, in the U.K. That's what they should do in France or Germany or what have you. Uh, put your citizens first. Look out for their interests first at the end of the day. Let's work with all these different countries. Let's have trade agreements. Let's make sure it's free, fair, uh, you know, and precipitous or, or, or at least uh, you know, fair, to, fair to your workers just the same as it's fair to our workers. And if you look at you know how how far Trump's gone with uh, China, for example, I mean we're making movement there, we're making progress because President Trump's brand of hardball is working over there. It's having having an effect, and a lot of these countries are taking note and, and saying, hey, we need to do that for our our people and our citizens. And so uh, you know at the end of the day, I think um, you know the Democrat narrative is going to be exposed. The reality is going to come out. The truth's going to come out. And you know come next November, all this will probably go away. Trump will win re-election, and then they'll cook up something else to go after him with. Yeah, yeah. I, let, let's face it. You're absolutely right, Todd. They're they're always on this the the next obsession. You know, race the race fading doesn't work. The Russia doesn't work. You know, the right. Ukraine thing's not going to work. I mean, they'll just always be on to something different. It's ridiculous. Right, and, and, and let's think about this just for a second. You know, if you watch CNN and Tucker Carlson does a great job of, of, of rolling all these things together. You know, from week to week, or at least every couple of weeks, you watch, say, CNN, ABC, and all these left-wing media types. They have the same talking points, and they always change yeah. their talking points at a, precisely the same day every couple of weeks. Uh, so, you know, to, to say that, you know, that, that there's, uh, you know, th- these are actual media, these are independent journalists, they're out there doing the right thing. These aren't these aren't journalists. These are mouthpieces for the Democrats for the flawed, destructive, evil ideology that is uh, modern day liberalism or leftism or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it, it it's not it's not independence. It's not actual journalism. It's just complete nonsense and BS. Uh, 
you know, so to, to try to play like John, Don, Don Lemon uh, with CNN is, is an honest journalist is, is laughable. You know, it, it's completely r- ridiculous. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think those American people are, are, are waking up to it and saying, you know what? I, I may not necessarily be a Republican, but I'm independent. I'm independent-minded, and, I, and I'm going to vote for, for this president because he has my best interest at heart. You may not like how he says things, how he delivers certain things, or, or, or everything that he's necessarily done in his life. But at the end of the day, his policies are putting you first, and you're going to end up winning because of it. Exactly. Absolutely. Very well said. As always, Todd, thank you. Thank you, Roy. Uh, let's go to Joe. Joe, go ahead. Joe B. I bet you have a lot of thoughts. So, uh, yeah, so uh, you did say a lot, and I, I kind of want to – I want to clear one thing up, uh, and that was there's no such thing as chicks with dicks or just guys with tits. So <laughs> I mean, you said chicks with dicks earlier. They're just guys with tits. <laughs> but I, I, I do want to talk a lot about essentially this whole impeachment hoax, sham, whatever uh, you want to call it. And you can see that Nancy Pelosi and her little minions like Shifty Schiff and Do Nothing Nadler, they have, like what Todd said, changed the narrative almost every single week. It started off with Trump's a Russian agent. Then it went to Russian collusion. Then it went to 25th Amendment, Prague, obstruction of justice, quid pro quo, bribery, treason. They've got nothing. They've got absolutely nothing. You have the approval rating of Congress is at a whopping 14% right now. 14%. Why? Well, maybe because we are $22 trillion in debt and Congress is doing not one damn thing about it. Not one damn thing about it. And all they're doing is they're infatuated with impeachment because they know they can't beat Trump. They know they, they absolutely know it. Now, Democrats... They have no narrative now. They have no narrative. They have no, no message. And this is what's making Trump more popular. More popular with – I just saw a, a poll recently that uh, suburban women, all-time high support for Donald Trump. We have Trump is winning against every single Democrat for large donations. We're seeing a lot of big numbers coming from the Trump campaign, and I'll have to say – Trump is definitely going to win a landslide. Knock on wood right here, you know? He's going to win a landslide. And I'll have to say, we remember 2016. I remember I was in college, and I saw liberal students crying and whining. They were allowed to skip class for a week because they were mourning. I remember that. Just imagine how we're going to feel next year when Donald J. Trump the President of the United States is reelected for a second term. How do you think the liberals are going to react? I think it's going to be a fantastic feeling. It's going to be a fantastic time, to be honest. A lot of great stuff is going to happen. We're going to see a lot of whining, a lot of bitching and moaning, because that's all liberals do, right? They don't actually want to fix the issues that they continually talk about. For example, Bernie has been in office for decades. Same with Joe Biden. Same with Nancy Pelosi. And they have all these problems, they're blaming on Trump. Trump has been in office for three years. Three years. You've been in office for decades, and you've done nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And you're blaming a guy that in three years has accomplished more than, I would have to say, just about 
any president in the history of this country in three years. In three years. They're jealous yeah. of it. They know that they're in the wrong. They know that they're losing next year. And by the way, they're going to lose the House again next year. I have no yeah. doubt in my mind. They will lose the oh, House yeah. again next year, especially in very important swing districts across the country. And Matt Gates right. said it, uh, I think, earlier this week or last week. He said, when the Democrats went back home to their districts, they felt the heat from the people they're representing. Because guess what? They are not doing their job. They're not representing every single person in their, in their district like they should be. And they forgot that we're the boss and they're our employee. They forgot that. It's become entirely political for them. Entirely political. And it's pathetic, sad, and to be quite honest with you, they're cowards. Because they know they cannot win. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. No, very well said. And, you know, we saw how Bill Clinton got way more popular after Republicans tried to impeach him in the 90s and Democrats won back the House. So I really think it's going to be a situation where the Republicans are going to win the House. You're right. I mean, they, re- they really sure. have nothing. You know what I Except mean? And the Democrats time. are screwed. They're, they're digging themselves the biggest hole on earth. It's, it's fantastic to watch, you, isn't it? Joe, I don't know how you come back. Joe, I don't know how a Democratic Party comes back from this much lying, this much corruption, this much trying to take a president down simply because you don't agree with it. It's ridiculous. Oh, they're, they're being exposed left and right every single minute of the day, and it's fantastic. And I'll tell you what, the only difference between Bill Clinton, his impeachment, and Donald Trump's impeachment inquiry is the fact that Donald yeah. J. Trump will not impeach and Donald J. Trump is not creepy like Bill Clinton. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 a it's definitely a circus. Uh, did you have any other thoughts? Um, well, I'll talk about Greta Thunberg. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, the runner-up to Time Person of the Year, which let's be honest, Time Time has kind of lost her credibility many years ago. But the runner-up yeah. was actually the Hong Kong protesters. Which I think, let's think about this, right? Let's dissect this just for a second. The Hong Kong protesters, they're they're risking their lives for freedom. They're risking their lives to make Hong Kong great again. And they gave time person of the year to Greta Thunberg, a 16-year-old student, high school student from Sweden, who's sailing around the country making kids, not making, but influencing kids in schools to get out of school and protest climate change. Has she risked her life? I'll tell you what, though. This kid, Greta Thunberg, if you want to talk about white privilege, (laughs) she's got it. Oh, yeah, she's the epitome. She's the epitome. She's the epitome of white privilege. And guess what? Democrats love it. You see, here's the thing you notice from Democrats. The hypocrisy from the left is incredible right it's so wrong yeah. if a white male republican maybe even a christian were to do certain things but if it's a left-leaning 16 year old girl from sweden it's fine it's completely fine and it's despicable <laughs> pathetic it's 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 absolutely it's absolutely hilarious and you see a lot yeah. of people are pissed off about the time person of the year being greta thunberg 
And today, you know, I was in my office and I watched the video and I was like, you know, this girl, she has done nothing to accomplish in life. She has not accomplished one damn thing except for she went. By the way, we still don't know who sent her to the U.N. We still don't know. And I'm actually quite curious who the hell sent this girl to the U.N. Exactly. She She goes to the U.N. And all she does, what does she do, Rory? She bitches and moans. She has no solution. How no dare solution. You. I, I'll tell you. Yeah, how dare you? I should be at school. With hey. Shut the hell up, Greta. Listen, no one wants to listen to you. And let's be honest. It's not for your age. It's because you have nothing. You have absolutely nothing. Like, I'll listen to a kid if they have an actual solution to an issue that they're seeing. She has nothing. I don't know how people are saying, oh, she's so, she's so uh, inspirational. She's amazing. No, she's not. She's done nothing. She's done absolutely nothing. All she's doing, sailing around the world, influencing kids to skip school for a day or a week or the rest of their semester to protest climate change. Now, I remember back then when Al Gore said we had 12 years left. When was that? Like 2000? Exactly. And now – yeah, he said, we're still here. We're fine. We're chilling. Actually, Antarctica, NASA just put out an article recently. Antarctica has, has more actually grown. More than ever before. Yeah, has grown. So yeah. we're seeing that, yeah, the, glo- the, the, the earth warms and cools throughout time. You know, back in the 70s and the, and the 80s, they weren't talking about global warming. They were talking about global cooling. Exactly. And then now we're talking about global warming? Yeah. So we're seeing, and they listen, change the label. They just change the label. They always call it. They try exactly. to always use this new wording, you know. It's climate change is real, but it's not deadly. It's not deadly. Exactly. It's, it happens. It's normal for the Earth to warm and cool after time. It's science. Right. And they always say, "Oh, it's been naturally changing all these years." I mean, there's no special label. There's <laughs> nothing, you know, different about it. I mean, all these people think there's there's such a external threat. No, there's not. It's, 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 everything There's no is threat. Fine. There's no threat whatsoever. Greta Thunberg has nothing in her life. She has her exactly. little fame, and people are looking up to this girl, which, you know, yeah. good for her, but guess what? Realistically, you're doing nothing. You're at, you know, she, right. she hasn't brought up a solution. She ha- all she's doing is she's whining. She's whining. And I'll tell you what, yeah. I, my favorite, one of my favorite videos is actually of her in the background, and she's watching Trump walk in. You see the little anger in her face. Yeah. It's absolutely Yeah, hilarious. no, I, I hear it. No, absolutely. No, she's ridiculous. She's a little, she's the devil's daughter. She really is. I do got to take a quick, <laughs> comer- you got to take a quick commercial right. though, Joe. Uh, everybody stay with us. Joe, stay with us. Everyone stay with us. We'll be right back. We got a big show tonight. Um, lot to get into. So this is the Rory Stoddard Show. Uh, I love you all. God bless. We'll be right back. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love like chicken, shrimp, and cheese just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street foods. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday's, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. 
she's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 different countries and nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night. I do want to welcome to the show, um, I, I believe he's with us right now. I just want to make sure we have the president of New York, Central Park South Civic Association, Michael Fisher. Michael, how are you? I'm just doing fine. I'm listening to all of your conversations um, about Excellent, uh, Michael. Yeah. around the Dude, country. I'm really happy to have you here and um, you know, if you're first time on the show, for people that don't know, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. When I get new guests on, I like to get a bio from them, kind of how it all started for you and how you got to where you are, man. You've lived quite the life. It's impressive resume, my friend. Well, um, uh, I'm actually, uh, uh, I live in New York City and uh, president of the uh, Central Park South Civic Association, as you mentioned. Basically, you know, we take a look at some of these, the, the, some of the major problems in the city that impact our communities, and we, you know, unfortunately, the politicians in the city just, they don't do anything. They just, they're incompetent, most of them, and uh, uh, they're, they're really pretty much looking out for their own interests, so we have to keep reminding them that, that some of these important issues, you know, need to be addressed, and uh, so one of the main issues that we're addressing right now is uh, there's, a, there's a major homeless crisis in the city right now. Uh, more and more homeless people are living on the yes. streets, uh, 80% of which are men, you know, mentally ill, and uh, you know, they need rehabilitation. They need to be taken off the streets and rehabilitated. And unfortunately, you know, we have a mayor, uh, Mayor de Blasio, uh, who's more interested in trying to run for president, uh, although he's yes. obviously not running for president now, than he is in, in resolving this problem. Now, when he, in his first term uh, as mayor, he uh, completely ignored the problem. Nothing to do with it. I mean, just doesn't. Want, it's not a sexy enough problem for him, so he doesn't want to deal with it. His second term, he uh, started, you know, 
he, under pressure, he, he created this ridiculous smoke and mirrors program, turn the tide program, and, and trying to address the homeless issue in the city. And it basically, uh, you know, to make, just to kind of give you a real quick thumbnail sketch on that, he wants to open up uh, 90 shelters in very, very expensive buildings around the city. Uh, now, keep in mind that right now there's over 70,000 homeless people in the city, and the, these 90 shelters, uh, which could cost billions of dollars, uh, are really only going to help 5,000 or 6,000 people. So he's basically kicking the can down the road, you know, to other people, and he's he's putting he, he's um, you know addressing this problem by by putting homeless people in very unsafe buildings, some of which are fire traps, some of which are infested with mice, you know, and uh, it's a really terrible situation. It's a very very bad reflection on the politicians in New York City because this is a problem that should be addressed, can be addressed, and uh, you know they're just not doing anything about it, and it's very very frustrating. And I know one of the reasons why I got involved was because uh, on our street, uh, the the mayor, uh, our street has a lot of tall buildings going up, um, uh, and uh, it's it's a block from Central Park. So the mayor decided that he wanted to open up a shelter that backs up against a, a very expensive building uh, where you have a lot of I mean, very expensive units for sale and uh, sort of like giving his finger to the building. Only the problem is, is that the building he wants to put people in is, is a fire trap. I mean, it's a nine-story high-rise uh, with uh, only one staircase going in and out of the building. So unfortunately, it's very, very unsafe uh, for anybody living in the building. And if there's a fire, you know, at least the people are going to be trapped. And uh, the, st the staircase is very narrow. It's a winding staircase. And it's, at it's against the law. But, for but he's just trying to force this thing through. And this is kind of how he does business in the city. He, he just tries to force these things, these programs through with really not giving it any thought whatsoever. And so that's why we formed this association to really put a lot of pressure on politicians. Because if you don't put the pressure on them to get them to do the right things, they're, they're just not going to address the issues that are important to everybody living in the city. So that's kind of what that's about it. In, in, in a nutshell. And, and, no, I hear you. And, you know, tell everybody, like, you know, just – your background, like, you know, throughout, before this, what were you doing? Because I know you've done quite a bit of stuff in life. What have you? Well, I mean, I, you know, live in the city. I, I, um, I work full time. And, um, you know, th this is one of those things where I think that one of the reasons why we have so many problems in, in our country is because right. people just don't get involved in trying to, uh, you know, fight things that are wrong and, and harmful yeah. to us. And, uh, you know, so I'm will, I'm one of those people that's willing to make that commitment, you know, put the time into right. it and, you know, yeah. and fight these things because it's important, you know, to the quality of life right. of not only the people that live in the city, but for the homeless people who need, you know, who need help. And um, yeah. you know, we're, we're seeing more and more people on the, uh, living on the streets, sleeping on the streets, um, going to the bathroom on the streets. It, it's really a very, it's a terrible situation. Uh, there's a, a huge drug problem, you know, on the streets. With a lot of the, especially with a lot of the, unfortunately, the mentally ill people who need help, and you know, right. I'm, I'm all for helping health, the homeless. You need to do that. Go ahead. Yeah, and I was talking about, I was talking about this earlier in my show, uh -huh. um, about this whole homeless epidemic. I went into a whole segment about it, and I've talked about it many times on my show. Uh, these cities run by liberals: New York City, Chicago, mm -hmm. Detroit, L.A., San Francisco. My home city of Seattle, 
Uh, I'm originally from Seattle. Everybody knows that, but I moved down to Phoenix, Arizona about seven years ago. But my home city of Seattle, it looks like a third world country. You have tents everywhere. You have poop on the ground. You have needles everywhere. It's the most disgusting situation I've seen. And you know what I've noticed? Liberals want this. They want because you know why? Then they can say they need more money so that they can throw at it, which only enables the problem and adds to the epidemic. And they go and they say, you know, it's, it's really insane what, what, what we're dealing with in terms of, like, okay, so here, here's what they do. They go on their campaign trail and they say, oh, you know, we're, they want this problem so they can say they're going to fix it, but that's never their objective. These people want these kind of third world problems so they can campaign on it. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Well, they, they have no right, solution well, I, ever. Well, I, I think it's it's they just don't want to deal with the issue, and they just let it build up and build up and build up and get worse and worse. And then when you you say something to them about, hey, you, we have a real problem developing here, you're called a bigot. And that's, it's a really right, exactly. it's a sad state of affairs when that's the response. However, yeah, it's, however it's, I come back like, at them like, and I call them the bigots. I call them the bigots. Right. Because how can you let yeah, people any, live on these streets? Yeah. Anyone who wants anyone who wants someone to live like that, they're the bigot. We're not the bigots for wanting to take these people off the streets. The people that want to keep them there are the bigots. They're the hateful ones. They're the selfish pricks that are trying to keep these people in boxes and they're trying to keep them for political pawns and keep, it's ridiculous. It, it really is. And um, unfortunately the problem is getting worse and worse. And, he, so what, and here, think about this. Think about this, Mike. They've turned this whole homeless epidemic into a political statement. They use these people as political pawns, just like they use illegal aliens, just like they use minorities. It's a, they want to create as many victims as possible. They got a hundred different genders. They got the trannies. They got the stuff. I mean, the worst kind of things you could think of. And you know, and this is what they do. Go ahead, though. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I was going to say. I don't know how they think they're making themselves look good by having this homeless crisis get worse and worse and worse in all the major cities around the country. I, I think it makes them look terrible. It makes them look pathetic. And yeah. um, you know, I think that you know. What is particularly sad in the city is that you have a lot of money in the city. You have a lot of people that buy, you know, a lot of the, you know, expensive condominiums. Uh, they rent. A lot of people rent, you know, high-end apartments in the city. And so there's a lot of tax revenue, right? But now all of a sudden, if you're going to ignore this problem and it's going to get worse and it's going to impact all the streets, people are going to li- are going to leave the city. Where are they going to get the Where are they going to get the money that they can piss away. They're not going to have any money. Then what? So they really have to, the point I'm trying to make is they have to take care of everybody. You can't just say, I'm going to take care of one group and I'm not going to take care of the other. You know, we, we have to look out for everybody in the city. And unfortunately, they're not doing that. And you know, Mayor de Blasio has just done just a terrible job in addressing issues right. in the city. And he's done a terrible job in terms of communicating with people. I mean, some of the best contributors with great ideas are people that live in the city. And he doesn't even want to reach out to people and, and hear what they have to say. And that's the same way in, in California and some of the major cities like San Francisco, Los Angeles. These politicians don't, aren't, are not about helping people. They're about helping themselves. And if, right. you know, and if you look at, for example, these, these 
very expensive buildings that they want to create homeless shelters with. The people that own these buildings, these slumlords, are making millions of dollars, millions of dollars, you know, with these buildings. And at the same time, um, they're also making donations to these politicians. So the people that live in the city aren't being helped. The homeless aren't being helped. The politicians are being helped. That's all. It's a very sad state of affairs. Right. And you know what? We're seeing how these politicians are not doing anything about the homeless epidemic. They're not doing a damn thing about it. And notice how this is all happening in liberal cities. And, you know, Trump has talked about sending, you know, reinforcement in there, sending military or sending certain organizations that are going to go, go in there and clean it up because, you know, these politicians, like I said, it's not going to get fixed by itself. And there's no right. objective well, or, or, you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. But these leftists yeah, but, want to destroy cities. It's crazy. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, my, 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 my concern is that I, I don't want people getting angry at homeless people because there are a lot of people that go through bad times. They, they maybe go through a divorce. They right. lose their it's job. Their maybe yeah, they yeah. start using drugs. So, I, you know. I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to think badly of these people, you know, in terms of like coming in and just cleaning out the city. There's so many, there's so much potential, you know, to help homeless people. I mean, there there are buildings in the city right now that the city owns, that the state owns throughout the state that are vacant. They can take these buildings. They're a lot less expensive to utilize. And, you know, you can create places for some of the mentally ill people who need to get rehabilitated and give them an opportunity to get back on their feet again. And then maybe even go out and get a job, you know, and maybe even give an opportunity to live in kind of in a safe kind of affordable housing facility. I mean, we also we, we also have to have, you know, we also have that that passion to help people and help people who are, you know, who are going through, you know, less good times and help them along. And what I what really frustrates me is there's such hypocrisy out there. There's so many hypocrites out there, these politicians. They do. It's frustrating to me because I meet with so many of these politicians and, you know, you go in, you, sat, you feel like, wow, this person really cares about it. They, they do absolutely nothing, nothing to come up with solutions to, to solve these problems. And it's very, very, very frustrating to me when I see this. And, uh, you know, we, we, we really need to get politicians. First of all, I think you need to have some term limits with some of these politicians. But I think you need to get politicians in there that are, you know, more competent and more capable, you know, of actually running these cities and doing the right things and, and prioritizing some, a lot of those issues, a lot of the problems that are uh, impacting um, these cities. And, uh, you know, I, I will tell you that I'm a registered Democrat, but I will tell you I'm, I'm very embarrassed about what's going on. And, uh, you know, I have to say that, you know, Trump is, 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 has done an amazing job so far. He's kept his word on everything. And I have a lot of respect for that. I mean, a politician actually says they're going to do something and actually does it, that, that uh, earns a lot of respect for me. It really does. And uh, it, I can't say the same about these other politicians. They're just pathetic. You know, it's so refreshing to hear, hear you say that. And, and it's, it's just so nice uh, you know, that, that, that kind of honesty and, 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 and authenticity, because I, I think you and so many other Democrats feel the same way. They're like, this is not the party that once represented me, because think about it. The, Democrat for the Democrats for a long time were for the working class. They were for all these, you know, uh, 
the Americans. I mean, they were, they were old school, the, all these old school Democrats now, uh, politicians no longer are around. I mean, you don't really have the moderates, and now you see all these old school Democrat voters that are going to Trump. I mean, you see the Reagan Democrats, you see all these red state Democrats, I and mean, there's so many different examples. But it's really beautiful to watch. Because you know what? There, there's certain people that unfortunately will never come out of their hole. They'll never come out of their jaded mindset, and they'll always be a Democrat because they don't want to see any other light. But there's so many Democrats that have been willing to have an open mind and really, uh, you know, open open their eyes and see what's in front of them. And that's, you know, it, it, I've never seen any leader or any president uh, have this much um, success. I mean, this guy has fulfilled on 80%, 80% of his promises within three years. Most presidents, when they leave office after eight years, they don't even fulfill 10% of their agenda. This guy well, I mean, has, he, and the, the way he's exposed I, I, so many people, yeah. the way he's opened all these doors, and he's, he's like just everything that he's woken people up to. I mean, he's got black support now at 35%. That's unheard of. Most Republicans in past history only get 8 or 9% of the black vote. This guy is unreal. I mean, now he's got um, all these minority groups supporting him. He's got the damn unions supporting him, and unions have always been Democrat. What does that tell you? I mean, there's so many different signs and so many beautiful things that are happening, that, and I'm seeing all these middle, middle moderate Democrats, they, they're so, like yourself, they're embarrassed because – all the left knows now, all the Democrats know, is communism. They're listening to AOC. They're talking about the Green New Deal. They're talking about open borders. They're talking about health care for all. They're talking about totally disregarding the middle class worker. I mean, everything that is wrong for a country, they're in favor for. It's, it's scary. Well, if I ran a business the way they want to run the country, I'd, I'd be out of business tomorrow or yesterday. Um, yeah. because you can't run a business like that. It's just, it, 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 it's going to fail. Look, here's the way I look at things. It's very simple. Okay. The economy is great right now. The 401k is great. You know, the money I have put away is doing phenomenal. Um, there's a lot of jobs out there. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the economy is doing, you know, extre- extremely well. More jobs. We're the top producing oil, More you know, jobs. Yeah, yeah, and there are people. Isn't that amazing? And low. Yeah, think about this. Absolutely. Mike, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cut you off. But listen to this. No, that's lowest okay. black unemployment. Lowest black unemployment. Lowest Asian unemployment. Lowest Hispanic unemployment. Lowest woman unemployment in history. I mean, these in low, highest stock market. I've never seen anything like it. Continue though. Sorry. Well, uh, well I was going to say what I like. I'll tell you what I like to see. What I like to see out there is I like to see, um, you know, I think the government can, you know, if you really want, if you, I tend not to want to get the government too involved with things in our lives because it tends to screw things up, but I would like to get the government involved a little bit, maybe pushing for training programs to, to help people that are in industries that are dying out, that just aren't going to be there anymore, and, uh, and help to train. I mean, there's a lot of technology jobs out there. There's a lot, there's a lot of different areas where people can make a lot of money. And they just need the proper training. And I think that that's something that, 
you know, maybe at the, at the city level, you know, like, like, for example, New York City, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that could benefit from those types of training programs. You know, so if, if you've been doing one kind of a, you know, if you've been in one type of career for a long time and now all of a sudden there's no more jobs, well, then maybe there's a training program that can assist you in getting into other areas. And, you know, we have an aging population. People are living longer. So it's nice to get some of the older people involved in some of that as well. I mean, we, we have a shortage of people for some of these amazing jobs out there. And these people can make a lot of money. And I'd love to see that. I'd love to actually see for, you know, for a change, government actually helping people as opposed to hurting people. And unfortunately, today they seem to hurt more people than they help. And it's, it's a pretty sad state of affairs from where I, you know, from what I can see out there. Absolutely. And you know what, you know, I wanted to uh, ask you about, you know, you're very involved with New York City and you're heavily invested in the community and you know what's really happening. So the whole minimum wage thing, you know, the Democrats are pushing that at every single turn and it's so destructive. I mean, a business owner, his ultimate objective and goal is to profit as much as possible. He's not going to hire all these people if he can't afford it. And if, if it's, if it's, you know, it's ridiculous because when you raise the minimum wage, all that does is lays off more people because it, it creates all these, all these conflicts. I mean, it's such, so bad. And it's, you know, it's communism. I mean, you want to take control of somebody's business and disrupt right, the whole capitalism flow in America. It's really, it's really sick. I mean, I mean, there, there are ways you can bring people into some of these places and, and uh, pay them, you know, X, Y, Z number of dollars and then incentivize them right. with bonuses and, you know, do different creative things. But I don't think that the, government should be telling, you know, companies how to run their businesses and what, you know, legislating, you know, business, here's what you have to do. And you have to do this or otherwise, you know, we're not going to let you stay in business. I mean, government should stay away from that. They should stay away from legislating morality, telling people how to live their lives, uh, telling people, you know, like, for example, with the Obamacare program, I mean, you know, they were putting these kids on, on uh, uh, giving them medical coverage. And yet, they couldn't afford. If God forbid, they needed to be hot, they had to be hospitalized, or they need to go to the doctor. They couldn't afford to do it because they'd have to pay thousands of dollars before you know their policies would kick in. So um, you know, I just think that government needs to stay away from those things. Um, you know, government needs to maybe regulate in some ways. Maybe they can regulate a little bit, and make sure people don't do things that are dishonest. But I think that overall, they, they, they just need to keep their hands out of things because everything they seem to touch uh, these days tends to turn to crap from what I can see. And, uh, you know, the homeless crisis is, 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 is a good example. I mean, it's getting worse and worse and worse, and it shouldn't be. And um, I don't think it's that difficult to come in and actually solve the problem of the homeless crisis, yet they're not doing anything to help it out, to, to, to assist these people. And it's very sad. It really is. And, uh, you know, we're just seeing it getting, get worse and worse. And um, please, please tell everybody though, Mike, what, what are some of the upcoming stuff events and projects that you're working on? What do you guys have? Uh, you know, I'm sure you guys are tackling, tackling a lot of these issues and have some plans in place. 
Well, right now we're we're focusing um the big project that we're focusing on right now is is to really stop the city from putting homeless people into unsafe buildings. Um fire traps. There was a about 3 months ago there was a major fire in a affordable living facility and six people died, four of which were young children. This was in Harlem. And the reason why they died was because there there was only one way out of the building. And it, it, you're supposed, by law, you're supposed to have, they need, they're supposed to have two ways out of a building. You're supposed to be able to access a building to, you know, one of two ways. Otherwise, you can get trapped. And because there was only one way out of the building, uh, the kitchen, there was a fire in the kitchen, and they couldn't get to the fire escapes on the other side of the kitchen. Now, all they had to do is put a door in from one of the bedrooms on the other side of the kitchen uh, to the hallway, and they all would have been living. So we're really trying to, you know, get the city to, to wake up a little bit and stop, you know, just throwing people into unsafe buildings where they have a risk of losing their lives, and it happens all the time when they when they make those terrible decisions. The other thing is, is you know, they they put they put children into into um, affordable housing where the where there's a lot of lead paint on the walls, you know, chipping off, and, the, and these kids are just eating the lead paint off the walls. I mean, it's amazing the stupid things that yeah. the city does, and they get away with it. And if they right. just, you know, if they actually just worked hard to address these issues and actually put some time into it and and stop trying to just do you know, spend so much money and write out checks and not right. think about what they're doing, we'd actually resolve some of these problems. We'd actually solve right. some of these issues. No, I know. So I that's know. what we're it's focusing on a lot. We're really focusing on that that a lot. You know, I, I don't want to take on too many things. I mean, I think politicians tend to want to take on too many things. I, I don't like to right. do that. I like to take on a project at a time and, and, and see it yeah. to the end. And that's what we're doing. And Absolutely. so far, you know, with this one building, this one building that they're, they're trying to open up, we're uh, – we're going to stop it. I mean, it looked like they were going to open, and now uh, it looks like they're not going to open. And that's uh, that just takes a lot of hard work to do that. And I, I encourage that if people are frustrated, if your listeners become really frustrated about what they see out there, I mean, you have to – you can't just, like, expect other people to re- to solve the problems. You can't expect your politicians to do it. The best way to solve right. these problems is you get, a, you know, community groups of people together, and you fight you fight the system. And that's, yeah. what, and that's the no, way to do true. it. And it's you meet true. with politicians, and you let them know, if you don't do your job, we're going to make sure we vote you out. And right. when you have no, race, no, when you have a lot – go ahead. No, no, it's, it's, no, it's crazy. It, it really is insane. I do got to go to a commercial. I got to let you go. I got to introduce the next guest. But please tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you. Absolutely. For those who want to connect with me, I'd love to hear from them. Um, they can reach me at Michael, that's M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at centralparkcivicassociation.com. Again, that's Michael at centralparkcivicassociation.com. And uh, I right, appreciate Michael, your time. Absolutely, Michael. Well, I'm really rooting for you. I hope I hope everything works out. Uh, we need to fix this homeless crisis, and we need to fix our cities, my friend, and I definitely want to get you back soon. So. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's my pleasure. Take care. Have a uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. Take care. We'll be right back. We'll be right back, everybody, with Eric Mitchell. Stay with us. 
Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaceSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. And we are back, the Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide, listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Everybody, it's a beautiful night, Thursday, the weekend is almost here. I, uh, wherever you're listening, I hope everything is going well. I hope it's fun. I hope it's productive. I hope it's going accordingly. Oh, man. Oh, man. The holiday season. I love it. I love it. I'm in the spirit. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show, though. We have a very popular guy. We have uh, CEO of Life Flip Media, GOP expert in 
popular activist, Eric Mitchell. Eric, how are you? I am doing great, and I I have to say I listened to your caller before, and it was a Democrat who said he liked Trump. I'm like, today is perfect. I mean, how can you yeah. how can you go anywhere else today after hearing that sentence about someone's mouth? I know, right? It, you know, you're absolutely right, Eric. It's so refreshing uh, to hear that kind. Of, you know, just Democrats say, "Wow." I mean, I love. You know, they they realize they're waking up. They know what's really going on. Yep, I, I totally agree. And, and, and I think the problem, actually, what has turned a lot of people is this impeachment process. Since the last week of September, it's the only thing America's heard. I mean, we've had how many debates? In every debate, they talk about the same thing, how much they don't like the yeah. president, but have they ever addressed America? The problem is, is we're all sitting here going, wait a minute, we elected all you people to Congress, and so far you've sat around for eight weeks, and you haven't really done any other work. You have just obsessed over the man at the White House that you haven't liked since November, you know, November 9, 2016. And it's just cracked me up because it's watching Americans go, dude, we elected you. Uh, we, we did our job. We spoke. Now go work. You're in Congress. Go pass measures and do Congress things, right? And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of Democrats go, okay, we're done. Let's – okay, pack it up. We agree. He's crushing it. The economy's never been better. I mean, come on. The unemployment report last week? I mean, come on. I mean – I've never seen it like that. We're having a hard time finding people to take jobs. That's a great problem to have. Yeah, I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, you you know, I watch uh, every I, I watch every single channel, you know, especially with the economy, the financial channels, and I've been watching Jim Cramer for a long time on MSNBC. No, he's on CNNBC, but he's no. I mean, this yeah. guy's a genius, and he even said the other day. You, whether you love Trump or hate him, you've got to acknowledge these are the greatest numbers of our lifetime. We've never seen anything like it. it it's true. I mean, you turn, you change the channel, and except for our friends at CNN, everyone else is talking about how strong the economy is and all the great yeah. things this president has done. And then you have the other side, the extreme lefties. They're just, oh, right. look how horrible it is. Our country's so horrible. And I'm like, it is? I don't think it is. I'm like, our military got a pay raise for the first time. I like that as a veteran. I think that's fabulous. Uh, let's see. People respect our country because they know our president has zero fear, and he's not traditional, so he's not going to be like the last guy. This is like, okay, I care about my TV appearances. No, he's going to go up there and slap you around. And he doesn't put up with guff. And you see the back, I mean, to me, as as somebody who watches from the inside and outside, to me, this whole behavior towards the president is the reaction you get when you're cleaning house, right? People don't yeah. like things when they have to change their way of, you know, getting, you know, lobbyists taking care of this and lobbyists taking care of that. Nope, he's calling you out and making you do work. And everybody who doesn't want to work, they have to go. And that's why they start complaining, right? I mean, there's a, there's a website called Glassdoor. If you lose your job or get fired, and you could go look and read about businesses and see all the disgruntled employees. The difference is, is now we have like a live glass door being every day on TV on, you know, any platform you go to. It's just people spewing venom because they're angry at the president for whatever reason. You know, they're, they're offended by a tweet or something like it's like he's talking to them personally. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. Very well said. And um, I, I wanted to ask you, since it's your first time on the show, I know we kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about the, 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 all this intense stuff, uh, but I want to ask yeah. you, very, you know, very important, you've lived quite the life. Uh, give everybody a little bio about yourself. Um, you know, it's impressive. It's, uh, you've, you've done a lot, man. It's, uh, um, you know, it's cool stuff. It really is. Well, thank you. Uh, I live, it's funny, you're originally from Seattle, and I'm calling you from beautiful uh, Beaverton, Oregon. I don't ever want to say Portland, because we can well, get no, into I a live, whole other subject there. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, yeah. but I, I moved but down to Phoenix Seattle. seven years ago, but yeah. I'm originally from Seattle. Uh, well, I, I'm sure you don't miss it. I, I love Arizona. It's beautiful. I don't. I hate uh, the rain. So I hate the rain. Oh, yeah. It's pouring outside right now as we speak. Uh, I'm a originally a Floridian, moved to California, joined the Marine Corps after I got out of high school uh, a long time ago Thanks in the mid-'90s. Uh, er, no problem. Uh, I joined. Uh, I served a number of years, uh, almost 10, including reserve time. Uh, I come from a, my brother joined after me. I got out of the Marine Corps, uh, went into law enforcement, blew out my knee. Unfortunately, I decided I am not a desk jockey. I wasn't a desk jockey when I was in the Marine Corps. I was an infantry Marine. So, you know, we're blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, and I decided I'm going to go to tech and sit at a desk because if I can't go out and be a, in law enforcement in a car, I might as well get paid a lot of money and play with tech, and I love tech. I spent some time in the Silicon Valley. I've been acquired three times. Uh, and after the third time, decided to open up shop and open Lifelit Media and serve my own kind, which was helping veterans uh, and veteran-owned companies get spotlighted by national media. So uh, thank goodness for our friends over at Fox, or we would absolutely not cover veterans at all in this country at a national level. Uh, they happen to be one of the few networks that actually talks about veteran-owned businesses. So we help veteran businesses grow. It's been a great experience. Now we work with celebrity athletes, we work with celebs, professional athletes, you know, just some amazing people and really helping grow their brand. And it's something that I love doing. And then I also, uh, for I guess my passion is talking about the GOP. I am a proud, proud Republican, a proud Trump supporter, and I love this country. So I love going on and bringing actual data as someone who is a father of three amazing kids. Uh, I have a wife, so I bought my wife a Peloton, and she wasn't triggered or offended. So it proves that commercial was just fine with our family. Uh, and that's just what I do. I just love what I do, and I love talking about how great our country is. And it really irritates me when I see people talk about how bad our country is because I don't see it. Yes, we have a homeless problem, and we need to fix it, but you hit the nail on the head earlier. It's all the liberal cities. They all have liberal leaders, and I could go for probably – hours talking about Portland's horrible mayor and the fact that we let Antifa come out of their parents' basement and just vandalize everything in downtown Portland. And and if you've driven through Portland, I think Portland and Seattle almost tie each other for how nasty it is with the homeless. So, you know, that's my topic. But I like talking about a little bit of everything and bring it all to the table and do it in a Marine Corps way, which means very blunt and to the point with some snarkiness. No, I uh, no, I hear you, and very, very great, great introduction, and, you know, I'm liking everything I'm hearing, and, you know, what? I was going to ask you, so what What have you been doing lately, because I've been seeing you on Fox News, I've been seeing you on all these different channels, you've been promoting a lot of different stuff and been getting out there, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, I've been. Uh, I was just uh, with our friends over at uh, Epoch Times. Uh, such an amazing organization. When they came to them, I had no idea who they were, but their mission to really expose what's going on in China has just opened my yeah. eyes. At really, how, how bad things are. And two, working a lot with our friends over at Fox. Uh, besides myself going on, having our clients go on, we just had Dennis Rodman on just a few weeks ago. Uh, Rodman was also on Tucker. Just really bringing our clients to the front. We have a couple guys going on this weekend. It's just fun really working to throw our clients in front of the media. We had a great November. We had a number of veteran brands on TV. Uh, it just helped their business so much. I mean, a lot of these brands are going on, and they're having their best quarters ever because the greatest thing is Americans love their veterans. We may Our politicians may not, but Americans tend to love the folks that protect them, which is an amazing uh, that I love seeing, and you see it firsthand anytime you work around folks like at Fox and a few other of the select networks that like us conservative types and those of us who like raising our right hand and protecting our country and our freedom. That's what I love doing. That's what we do. So that's what we're focused on. Is all of our clients are pretty much they understand I'm conservative. They understand I run a conservative firm, and uh, that's what we're focused on. Yeah, and you're you're doing so. Your your media company. Tell us about that. You're right. You're the CEO of Lightfoot Media. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us all about that because I know it's doing very well. Uh, Lightfoot's killing it. Uh, I I love the company I created with my wife. My wife's my co-founder. I, I never thought I would co-fund a company with my wife, but we both have uh, Silicon Valley backgrounds. She runs all the backside stuff. Uh, there is a joke there. You can make fun of a marine. That's why I don't do the math. My wife does. Uh, so she handles all the fun stuff, uh, all the financials and all that fat stuff and runs the show with all the folks that we have working for us. And I focus on going out and meeting our clients, taking them to New York, putting them on TV, getting them in publications, and watching these amazing brands grow. Uh, Lifeflip's been around for going on our sixth year come January, uh, and we're growing. This is our best year ever. We just, we're just we closing on our best quarter ever. Uh, we are uh, – we're growing. We're going to probably be by, uh, I'd say, 2021, a top 20 uh, media company in the country, which is pretty cool for a small firm that's led by a Marine. i got to say that's pretty impressive because my background, when people ask, they're like, what is an infantry Marine doing running a media company? I'm like, being blunt, that's what I do best. And you know what? The networks like it. People like talking to my clients because I lay it all out, and I know what people want. So that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure your numbers are very impressive, and your revenue. I mean, you've been you're on Sirius XM, Fox Business, Fox News Channel, RT America, OAN, I24 News, Fox Nation. It goes on and on. I mean, you're you're all over the place. Yeah. Oh, that's where I like to be. I mean, that's the way we get – that's how businesses grow. I mean, we, not every business has the pleasure to be a Fortune 500 with an endless amount of marketing dollars. And to get these companies that we go out there and to tell their stories and make them unique, it's something that I love doing. And these networks want to work with us, and it's really helped. I mean, and we build relationships. I'm not one of these people that believes in this new business where everything's done through my phone. I don't have a problem with today's technology. But I still love shaking hands and going out for a cocktail and talking business and doing it the old school Americana way that I love. And it's really helped because it's amazing when you go visit these folks and they're like, Eric, you flew cross country and you do it every month. And you come in and you bring us like donuts and coffee. 
We don't. We have guys that are in New York that we never see, and they put people on TV probably more than I do. But I take the time to keep it my way because it's my it's the way I believe life to life flip media should be. We are a traditional company. You know, we have American flags in our office. Uh, we hire veterans. We love. I mean, half of my team is mil- you know, military spouses, which is great to have those amazing women working for us. It, it just keeps my mission going. And then we work with all walks of life, and it's great. So we're going to continue growing. Uh, I'm not welcome over at our friends at CNN, but that's fine. Uh, Jake Dapper and I don't like each other, but I'll be. I won't. I haven't lost any sleep over it yet. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Fake news, CNN. No, but I do. I love your drive. I love your passion. You know, I'm I'm a very, uh, you know, I'm a passionate person myself. I've got a lot of uh, different things I'm involved with. I like to be a serial entrepreneur. I I own you know mm-hmm. different businesses, and one of my main professions is building apps. So I own a, a mobile app development company. So if you ever need an app, let me know. And uh, technology has been a big thing of mine. I invest in a lot of different technology and real estate too. I love, I love, I love real estate. And, you know, I mean, there's so much opportunity and the business market has, it's, it's developed into this evolved stage like never seen before. I mean, all these, all these ways of making money and it's not like it, it was 20 years ago. I mean, people can make money in so many different ways. You got the marketing industry, which is huge, which I'm tapping into a little. Mm-hmm. Cryptocurrency, which is freaking skyrocketing huge. right now, which I want, I want to get more involved with. Real estate is some of the best numbers ever. App development, that's why I own an app company and I love coding because every company eventually is going to need an app and everybody's already starting to build apps for their company. So, I mean, it's just like so many, I, I love, I love the entrepreneurial mindset, and I love how people are getting more creative and getting more, uh, you know, just so much going on. It's like the, the way our country has become so in, innovative and uh, to this next level. It's, it's, it's cool oh, stuff, man, I'll tell you. Absolutely. I mean, especially if you look at the last decade, I've been doing that this month like the last, you know, 12 days have really reflected on the last decade. I mean, not just from where I, I've taken, where I've come, right? I'm doing that self-reflection, but looking at our country, looking at technology, I'm a geek for technology. It's amazing. I mean, just amazing. I mean, I've been geeking out since last month since Disney dropped Disney Plus, right? I mean, every Disney anything, Star Wars, Marvel, I mean, Come on, that's like become obsessive of like our lives. It's amazing how we've become, we've come this far, and I, it's, I can't wait for the next decade. I'm really excited for what the future's coming because we're gonna have another four years of a strong economy with a great president, and probably four more years of impeachment hearings. But it's just gonna get better, right? You you hit the nail on the head with real estate. It's the best I've ever seen it. Tech is growing, and it's cool because it's no longer just capped in the Silicon Valley. You're seeing it in Utah. You're seeing it in your backyard there in Phoenix. I mean, think of all the yeah. big companies that are, that are in Phoenix. I mean, in Scottsdale, it's just amazing. Uh, you're seeing yeah. it in Utah. New York, of course, is huge. Uh, Atlanta, North Carolina. I mean, it's expanding everywhere, and there's just amazing businesses that are out there growing. And one of my passion projects is watching veterans get hired. So helping those organizations and being very vocal, part of you know going on air 
not just talking about GOP matters and celebrities and, you know, uh, what Colin Kaepernick did now to irritate me. It, it's helping <laughs> veterans get the word out there to go hire vets because that is an yes. untapped resource Absolutely. that people need to know that if you go hire a vet, we're going to outwork. You're only going to have to tell us once, and we're going to do a good job for you because we, we take pride in what we do. And, yes, you have to teach your recruiters to stop saying, so where were you the last four years? It's, you know, oh, you haven't had a job the last four years? Well, being in the desert getting shot at is a job. I, I know some companies don't understand that. And trust me, I've gone through that because when I tried to get a couple tech jobs, I was told, so what have you, have you been doing the last eight years? Your resume is kind of thin. I'm like, I think in the Marine Corps. What do you mean, where was I? I was working. Got a paycheck and all the good stuff. Uh, so it's just that's one of the passions that I think we need to focus on. If there's anything that we do in the next decade, I hope it's to improve our homeless situation in America. Uh, and I'm always going to put vets first. So our veteran homeless problem. Second is the veteran suicide epidemic that is just taking over our country. We're losing vets in a crazy number. I mean, any number over one is too much, but we're counting numbers plus 22 right now every day. Right. Do the math. That's an just a crazy number. So, you know, those are the things I'm really focused on. I hope in the next decade we really go after that. Mental health in this country should become a front frontline issue that we're talking about, not impeaching a president. No, absolutely. And you know, we look at you know all these all these different examples of how the veterans have been mistreated for the longest time. I mean, the VA was a mess. You had all the veteran suicides, um, you know, and it's just like how backwards and how corrupt our politics have been for the longest time. And finally we have a president who puts mm-hmm. our heroes first. And, you know, it's, yep. it's a beautiful thing to watch. And, and I, you know, I, I wanted to also mention, I mean, with how, how evolved the business world has become and how evolved all these various industries have, you know, transformed into Trade schools, I think, are more popular than need to be more popular than ever. They need to, there needs to be more of them. I mean, these whole universities with, you know, getting useless degrees that don't pay you anything. And I'm not saying all universities or degrees are useless, but there's a good amount that people can't even get jobs. They're stuck in student debt the rest, debt the rest of their life. Why not go to a trade school where you can learn all of these, you know? Yep traits and, and, and skills and requirements in, in half the time, you know what I mean? Oh, I, I, I tell my kids that all the time, right? I mean, it's that standard that everybody should go to school. We always, we preach that, but then you get all these various degrees, like underwater basket weaving. Right? You can't use that in life. And it, it's funny. I tell people go to trade schools, and that's when I speak to veterans. That's the number one. I don't get a trade. I told my little brother, he did three Three, uh, he was deployed three times to Afghanistan as a Marine, and I told him, go to a trade school. And now he went to a trade school. He had pretty good training. He was working on TH-53s and Austries in the Corps. Now he's working on the other side of the runway as a civilian, making bazillions more than he was making as a Marine. And he's a manager now, right? He went, got the degree, uh, got the trade school background so he could do all these other jobs, and he continues to help expand his head. And he keeps doing that, and it's just amazing to watch him grow since he's been out of the Corps the last few years because he keeps, you know, up, uh, upgrading. Here we go. We're going with the upgrade word. He keeps going to school and going to those trade schools and learning more 
so he could be better at his job because he learned it's faster. You know, you don't have to sit there for four years and, you know, hopefully you, you've read enough books that you know what you're talking about. Instead, get hands-on and do your job. Right. No, absolutely. No, it's, it's, it's becoming um, more and more common, and I think it's great. And I, and I think that, you know, I, I, it's, it's going in, to be even more popular in the next five years. I mean, it's probably going to take over so many different – I mean, we see universities are struggling, I mean, in, in certain ways. And, um, you know, people are taking different routes. And, and you know, I hope – there's a, a whole education reform at some point because I know Trump has taken action on some of the stuff in education, but America really yeah. needs some help. I mean, I'll tell you this whole indoctrination with these professors and the, this politics bullshit with this leftist ideology. I mean, you know, there, there's a lot of problems, a lot of problems with education and think about it. If there's problems with education, if there's all these issues in that realm, that's only going to affect the future of what, of America. I mean, because you, you need to have people learn and be, be informed on stuff that actually is important and matters and that's actually going to help their life, not this useless liberal garbage. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, and, you know, that's also, I mean, if you think about it, uh, a good friend of mine wrote an amazing book, and I encourage anybody to go read it. Stefan Anario wrote a book called Hard Time create strong men and it just kind of it looks at what we're dealing with now with this liberal softness that they want everybody to have right i mean we've seen it with the peloton commercial right people were offended by that you know oh the models too whatever i haven't figured out what they're upset about because if you look at peloton as a company uh, they hired like 98 percent females and they're like they like they have like three white people on staff so i i don't see how anybody can say that they're like some ultimate conservative company as a traditional conservative. And it's funny how people become so sensitive. So Stefan talks about this all the time, that we have this generation that's been literally taught to be soft. And we've got to get back to our American roots, right? And I, we've seen it with a president the last three years of this is what we do. We punch people in the throats. We walk tall, carry a big stick. We're, you know, we're patting people, right? I mean, that's what our country is about. You don't walk all over us. That's not what we stand for. We have a strong economy. We keep everyone going. Now we need to kind of pick up those the pieces that we have left. And we've at, we spent the last three years fixing all the damage Obama did with his, you know, websites and you know everything with that. Whatever he did, I haven't figured out what he did for eight years, but apparently he did something, which is destroy everything. But you know, I think we're 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 on the right path right now with. Our generation, yeah. uh, this upcoming generation is like, we get it. Yeah, we see it. But we've got the data. We've got this. We've got that. They're using the technology they have to become smarter. And I like that. They're like, yeah. okay, I can figure this out. I got it. Right. No, absolutely. And, you know, you're, you're involved with a lot of different business, businesses and entrepreneurs. And what, what are some of the things that are, are, some, are some of your biggest projects and some of the stuff you got coming up? Some big, big stuff going on? We, we do. Uh, a couple I can't comment on. Uh, one, we're launching an amazing uh, – I have a client who is a recon marine from Houston, Texas, uh, and he is launching a uh, uh, vodka brand. It's already been launched out of uh, Texas, and it's winning a ton of awards called RWB, which stands for Red, White, and Blue. Shocking, a marine would own something 
called Red, White, and Blue. And uh, you're going to be able to see it all over uh, you know, Walmarts across the country, but we're really launching that next, uh, starting next month. A few other big projects launching in January, really building up brands, uh, helping some other veteran brands really get on the map, and uh, a few organi- organizations really to help serve our vets and get more vets some training and the education that they need and help our transitioning guys and gals with that job and uh, and helping a few celebs get their message out there of the cool things they're doing and supporting our and backing the uh, folks that with the badges, right? Our first responders, our Leos, gotta love those folks. So doing some projects there, helping out law enforcement today and others, just really get the message out there that nothing wrong with supporting law enforcement, supporting your military, and loving your country. So that's our, our amen, big mission amen. over the next few months. I love it. I love it. And so you you've got you've got a lot of clientele with 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 that with that company, don't you? The media company. You've got quite a bit quite a bit of people that you've invested with and have projects with, and mm-hmm. it's doing really really good. Oh, we we love it. We are strictly based off of uh, referrals. We've never gone out and like tried to buy leads or anything crazy like that. So everybody comes uh, to us uh, off referrals. We we check with everybody to make sure that they are really who they say they are and, you know, they're legitimate and we can help them. And then we build their story and we put them through some amazing training. We have some amazing folks on our team with great backgrounds. Uh, and we run them through this, you know, gauntlet to get their message out there and make them different because I spent a lot of time watching a lot of people on TV, listening to a lot of people on radio. And I want our folks to go on and just take that 5% or 15% of the market share and they're finding out how much money they can make just doing that. And it's amazing. You don't have to go – it doesn't take a lot to grab a 15% market share of a really big company because there are companies out there that we're personally working with that we've taken them from $10 million to $200 million. They're sponsoring NFL teams and UFC teams, but they're veteran-owned, and they started with $5,500 is the first investment they ever put in their company. So those are the brands we're doing, and it's just by telling their story and being being different. And, you know, and sometimes you got to go up against these big guys like Nike. And it's fun to go up against them. You know, it's fun being the little guy. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, you know, you're heavily involved with politics. What's coming up? What do you got going on in the political realm? I know you're doing a lot of GOP uh, commentary and analysis stuff. Uh, yeah. I have that coming up at the, after we're done here. I'm jumping on a, uh, another interview talking about the, the, the impeachment and the hearings from today. Uh, I'll be – I'll be in uh, – I will be in New York in a week and a half, uh, obviously going there for the holiday, but doing some uh, TV when I'm there, and then a lot of op-eds that I have coming out for The Hill and a few others. So that's what I'm up to. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So before you go, i, I do got to close the show here mm-hmm. in a second, but what do you make of this whole impeachment thing, man? What a circus, right? It's disgusting. <laughs> it's a circus, 100%. Real short, it's a waste of taxpayer money. At the end of the day, they yep. don't have the votes. I say bring it, go put it on there, and you're going to see. At the end of the day, this is just going to be an ultimate waste of taxpayers' money. And the sad thing, the great, not the sad thing, the great thing about this impeachment is we reelected the president. So good job, guys. Congratulations. You spent a lot of our money, but we finally found out a lot of you are dinosaurs. You've been there too long. You have a grudge against the man, and you're a hypocrite. And you wag your finger at our journalists, and you get mad when the man does it. You don't talk to the American people. You've lost your way. You need to go. 
that's all I have to say about the, the libs over there. Send them all to Jurassic Park. Line them all up. Take Schiff and his creepy eyes with his little friend Nancy Pelosi and Schumer and all the rest of them, and they can go wherever the heck they need to go. I thought they were all going to Canada in 2016, but they all stayed, stayed here. So I'm still confused on that one. <laughs> exactly. No, 100%. Um, Eric, I love having you on, man. I could talk to you all day. Uh, please <laughs> tell everybody where they can connect with you, where they can get involved, uh, all that stuff. Head over to uh, – I love Twitter, so hit me up on my handle, at Eric L. Mitchell. Uh, that's with two L's uh, at the end. Hit me up on Twitter or go check us out on Facebook, uh, lifelivemedia.com. Uh, go check us out on Facebook. Give us a like. Tell, tell everybody that you listen to us here, and uh, we'll point you in the right direction. Just hit us up on Facebook or on our, our Twitter. Absolutely. Well, it, it's an honor, man. I love talking to you. I could talk to you all day. Um, I'll definitely get okay. in contact with you soon. They definitely chat, chatted up and uh, discussed various things. I think we could okay. maybe help each other. Uh, but Absolutely. real cool having you on. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Roy. Hey, have yourself a great Christmas, and I'm going to say it. Have a Merry Christmas. Uh, have a Happy New Year, and let's chat before then. Absolutely. God bless, man. Merry Christmas to you. Happy New Year. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for you, man. I love everything you're doing. Hoorah. Thank you. God bless America. Absolutely. Amen. Talk to you soon. Thanks, bye. All righty. Um... Mike Peters in New York. Go ahead, buddy. You're on the line, I see. Got any thoughts? What's on your mind? Yeah, I'm here. Just, uh, as usual, a great show, and it's great hearing veterans that are active out there making a difference. And uh, that's Absolutely. What do, you, what do you got in your mind that's... with all the impeachment nonsense today, the clown show? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think that uh, – I think that this is really going to be, there's going to be a backlash on these guys and they're realizing it because their poll numbers are dropping and they're getting frantic. They don't know what to do. They're starting really, the more people are starting to, the people that are paying attention is starting to realize that this is all BS. And really the anger is starting to brew here and it's going to come back on them. This is going to cost them. We're going to see it in the election. We're going to see it in 2020. And they're starting to fear that that date's going to, they're going to be afraid. 2020 is going to be an evil date for the Democrats. It'll go down in history. They'll be afraid of those numbers. I'll tell you that. Well, they deserve it. And I'm looking forward to it. I think 2020 is going to be a good year for us. We're going to uh, solidify everything, clean it up, and get the Supreme Court back and start working on all the rest of the, of the court system and then also the schools. We've got to get that back, and there's a lot of cleanup work that has to be done. We didn't pay attention for so many years. We let them have the podium for too long, and we've got a lot of work ahead of us. So thank God Trump's there. Amen. Amen, my friend. Absolutely. And, you know, we saw what happened with Bill Clinton in the 90s. You know, when, when they tried to impeach him, the Democrats just became more popular, and they won the House back. And, you know, uh it looks like the Republicans, similar things going to happen with the Republicans. They're going to win the House. They're going to get more popular. This is only going to backfire on the Democrats. Yep, it really is. It right, is. Well, thanks for Absolutely. having me on again. And great show, Rory, as usual. Congratulations on another great one. Thank you, my friend. Well, I appreciate you. Good friend of mine. And uh, always, always happy to have you with us.
Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Todd. Todd, my friend, go ahead. Get, I'm sure you got some thoughts. Oh, absolutely! A hey, great show again. You know, I really like the uh, you know the the guy who's helping a lot of the veteran entrepreneurs there, the Marine. That was a great, great, great section there of the show. I appreciate that. Uh, I'd like to talk to the guy sometime in the future. Maybe we'll talk offline on that one. Uh, you know, if anybody wants to follow me, I'd really appreciate it. Twitter keeps throttling me and taking away my followers, but it's at Todd for House, uh, T-O-D-D, the number four, H-O-U-S-C. Uh, you can also read some of my articles that are out there at IVoteTennessee.com. It's, that's the letter I, VoteTennessee.com, and, of course, I Vote America as well. Um, you know, so check out those organiz- that organization. Uh, you know, trying, trying to grow the brand, of course, trying to get the word out there. And we talked about dinosaurs there for a second, you know, with regards to Democrats. But there's a lot of Republican dinosaurs. My current congressman is one of them, and which, you know, I'll give him his due on a lot of things he has accomplished. But, you know, a lot of these folks have been in there for way too long and, and have allowed the Democrats to get to where they're at and never called them out. And, of course, a lot of them are going to basically try to try to ride out the storm and, and get reelected. Uh, but they're going to continue to do a lot of the same things that allow the Democrats to get to where we're at. Uh, you know, we need some young folks in there, especially veterans that are going to fight, punch these Democrats in the mouth, uh, and basically put them in their place and, and then get some stuff done for the American people. So enough of the di- dinosaurs on both sides is the way I look at it. And I appreciate you for having me on, Rory, and I look forward to the, the next show. Absolutely, my friend. Always a pleasure having you with us. Thank you. God bless. God bless, my friend. We'll talk soon. Um, Tim, Timothy, I'm, I'm so, dude, I'm sorry, man. I, I, the show has been crazy tonight, but I want to give you some thoughts. You got any thoughts in regards to the show? What's in your mind? Yeah, so uh, it's a very informative show and um, just very informative to hear uh, a lot of different perspectives on what's going on with our country especially with this whole impeachment thing and I found your whole interview about and what's going on with the homelessness in uh, New York very informative so keep up the great work there I think that this whole impeachment thing that's uh, happening with the Democrats is definitely costing is definitely going to cause a lot of votes to go over to Trump, especially because you have so many people on the debate stage that are just touting that you know, you're, they're going to take like 30 to 50 percent of your income. And you know, with the Democrats, it, they just keep promising all this free stuff. It just it sounds uh, too good to be true. And it, I think that it's definitely going to cause Trump to win uh, uh, you know as, as you said as you said earlier that it's going to cause a lot of Democrats to think twice about voting for people from their own party so it's probably going to be good for uh it's definitely I think 2020 is going to be a good year for Republicans but we also can't afford to take anything for granted because you know, I what I tell people, especially people that are running either uh, at the congressional level or state house or or even at the local level, you you can't afford to take anything for granted. You have to 
really understand your you really have to understand your district inside and out backwards and forwards you you need to be prepared yeah. for the attacks by the left you know, be prepared for the attacks that are coming with the democrats with an all out uh push towards socialism right now like it's important for people to be prepared yeah. for those things because the it, the political hey, hey, climate Tim, that Timothy, we you, face here in Timothy, you, you got to go in about ten seconds. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I got to close up the show. We only got a minute left on the clock. I, I do hate to cut you off because I let you. I could let you talk forever. I, I could. I could let you. I like what you're saying, but I do got to go. Yeah, I, I completely understand. I think that's definitely very important too. So. Uh, it's a very informative show, and I like what you're doing. Absolutely. Timothy, we'll have you back on the next episode, my friend. I'll give you more time to talk. I apologize. It's just been a chaotic show tonight, and we've been overbooked. But I will let you speak for a lot more time on the next episode. Yeah, well, uh, it's uh, I'm happy to be on here and to share uh, some few brief insights and uh, look forward to the next one. Thank you, my friends. Thank you. Everybody, it's been a fantastic show tonight. I want to thank you all. You're all amazing. Um, Have a great weekend. We will be back with all new episodes starting Monday. Uh, I'm Rory Sodder. Mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers.